Sweeney today here on ESPN 1000. That's right, live and local, talking bears with you at 312-332-3776. Carmen and Yurko will be up in an hour right here on ESPN 1000. Can't wait to hear Yurko's thoughts. I know we were listening to Yurko yesterday in the postgame show. Want to hear what he thinks the Bears should do with the number one pick. We'll talk to Yurko in an hour. And Carmen, right here on ESPN 1000. We have the national championship game tonight at 6.30. Tyler and Jeff will be in from 6 to 6.30. Black and Abdallah, usually weeknights, 6 to 8. Abdallah has the day off as we fill in for Greeny. We're talking Bears. The Bears have the number one pick. And this is the most important offseason in Bears history. You have the most cap space. You have a bunch of holes all over your roster. The defense, one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. I'm about to be 38, and this team defensively this season, there's only a few. There's only a few that have been as bad as they were this season. I get it. There were no pieces on the defensive side, but you also have a defensive-minded head coach. I think that's a little bizarre that you're so bad with a guy who specializes in defense as the leader. That's just my opinion. But you have the cap space, you have the number one pick in the draft, and that's where I want to talk to you at 312-332-3776. What should the Bears do with the number one pick? I've laid out four options, and you can call me and let me know if there's a different idea that comes to mind. The first option would be the Bears stay at number one, and they take the best defensive player on the board. That could be the defensive end Will Anderson from Alabama, It could be the defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, for the Georgia Bulldogs. You'll see him tonight. Uh, I do know people will immediately go to what they were talking about in the semifinal game. Jalen Carter didn't really play well and didn't really make a big big difference in the game. And people question his motor. It's what you're going to see in all the draft conversations. Uh, So Carter, the defensive tackle, Will Anderson, the edge rusher uh, for Alabama. Do you stay at number one and take the best defensive player? Uh, Number two, the second option I have is the Bears trade back. You find a way to collect another number one pick, another first rounder, and you move back to a point where you can still get a number one wide receiver and maybe something else, a defensive player, offensive lineman, but you move back so you get two first round picks. A third option would be you trade Justin Fields in this offseason. Maybe you get some first-round draft capital, you get something else, and you pick Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, with your number one pick. The fourth option would be you stay at number one, you keep Justin Fields, and you take Bryce Young, number one overall. And you say, here's the philosophy. We think that Justin Fields is the guy. But in the off chance he isn't, we have the highest rated prospect on the board in our system. And or we now have a, a, a piece that someone would want for something. And maybe you could spin that off for a legit player, a player who's already proven in the league. You know, the, the Rams did a great job of trading pieces and picks to, to get players who were proven. It's one way to build, but when they all get injured, your team's terrible. It's what we saw at the Rams this year, but they won Super Bowl last year. So I, I, th- I think those are the options. What should the Bears do at number one? We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Matt and Streamwood, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Hey, Black, thanks for taking my phone call. No problem, man. Black, I, I want to ask you, 
I mean, do you think other teams are also coveting that number one pick for that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter? Like, they are generational talent that any defense that, you know, to have them, that team's going to be scary for the next 10 years. So I want the Bears to also think that, and too, that there is teams that might want to trade up for that number one pick so they can guarantee that they have that generational defensive talent. And so I just want Bears to trade out too quickly because my worry, Black, is that Detroit, Philly, and Seattle, because they have two first-round picks this year, that they'll whoever we trade out with, They'll go to that team and say, we want that number one pick so we can take that talent as well. And those teams will be scary when they get if they get those two type two talents. So I don't want the Bears to trade out too quickly and too far back that, that they get screwed out because those three teams have two first-round picks, and they'll trade with whoever Bears trade out of. Yeah, and that, that's a, a fair point, Matt. I, I get what you're saying. I don't think teams will move up the draft board that aggressively for defensive players. I just don't see it. I, I The only time we see teams make moves way up the draft board, it's usually only for the quarterbacks. Now, again, there, there is the rare situation where we've seen uh, maybe a, a jump up for a wide receiver. Uh, you jump up for, for a stud defensive player. I, I could... I understand if you come back at me and give me a specific example, I, I could understand why that would take place. But to be honest, I, from what I could recall, it usually is only around the quarterbacks. And at that point, you have to look for the teams that need quarterbacks who need to move up. Now, Indianapolis is sitting four. They need a quarterback. There is an opportunity, though, because you mentioned the two defensive players, that a team sitting at four could still land their quarterback for the future. So I wonder if you have to look towards the bottom 10 teams, uh, the bottom in the top 10, 7, 8, 9, 10, those teams to figure out if there's a quarterback there. Philly is at 10. They don't need a quarterback. Uh, 9 is Carolina. Carolina does need a quarterback, even though Sam Darnold has played better as of late. Fight on. Uh, Number 8, the Falcons. They drafted a quarterback last year, Desmond Ritter. Is he the answer for the Falcons long term? I don't know. I, I'd be surprised if they jump up to try and get a quarterback. And then the Raiders are at seven. The Raiders need a quarterback for the future. Are they okay waiting at seven to get that guy? So it's a lot on the table. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Dave in Elkhart, Wisconsin. You're on ESPN 1000. Uh, more Blake. What's up, I, have a, I actually have one question, but I want to jump on a couple other quick ones here. Um, I think the Bears should trade to number one and try to move back maybe to like four or five somewhere in there and try to pick up uh, a couple extra draft picks. Um, number two, all these people calling in saying they don't trust Ryan Pulse. He was left with no salary cap room and just a bunch of garbage. He's done the best that he could with what he had, and now he set this team up hopefully to uh, better the, better themselves in the future. And all these people that are calling up my next last one, all these people calling up a uh, ripping on Claypool. Me? Why isn't there anybody? I, I called. I called this show and ripped Claypool. That was me. No, I know. But why is why is everybody on Claypool? Why why is everybody so so in love with giving hardly any fault to to Justin Fields and always blaming the receivers? the offensive line, some of that's got to go on fields. He's averaging just under 13 uh, pass uh, uh, completed passes a game in 149 yards. That's on him also. Uh, you know, he's not getting the passes out there for these guys to catch. I mean, well, I agree with you. Just... Fields was so bad yesterday that he didn't even complete a pass. 
Well, I know, but he didn't play yesterday. Oh, I got you. I got it. Yeah. Claypool played, though. What happened there? Okay. One game? I mean... (laughs) One game? I mean, come on. You you watch the games. Dave, you watch the games. You really think that Justin Fields is the problem with Chase Claypool? I I think the whole offensive scheme and and Justin Fields is one of the problems with the team. When you're completing 13 passes in a game on average, that's not real good. And you're throwing 20 passes a game, that's not very good for a, a professional quarterback. And these people that call in and say Justin's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league is just crazy. Well, he's not. He's not one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league no, at this I moment passing. He he has a lot right. of work to do. But I th- I think the key between year one and two is that Fields is progressing. He's improving. And I think that's the important part. Okay. I, I agree. He's, he's gotten better, but boy, they really need to then maybe keep that pick and, and, and help their line somehow. Yeah. Um, so they, he's got more time to pass and, and hopefully they can find a, a trade partner and possibly pull a, a number one receiver somewhere. I'd like to see it. I'm not a Bears fan, but I'm, I uh, would love to see them do good. I'm a closet bear fan, so well, come out, uh, come out and join us. We'll accept you, Dave. Uh, all right, join all right. us. I'm Be a, a Bears fan. fan first, but my Bears fandom is is right underneath the Dolphins. So, all uh, right, we get you. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot. All right, we Bye. go from Dave to Joe in Wicker Park. Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Good morning. Um, I'm just I'm 61 years old. And I'm just so frustrated with this team, um, mostly the management. We bring in uh, new coaches. Um, it just seems they, they can't get out of their own way. They need to get, I think, the key to changing this dynamic is bringing in a head of football operations who is a football person and start organizing this. Um, I don't want to go pull for it on you, organization, top to bottom in a professional manner. Because right now, it's just embarrassing when the defense is the worst defense I've ever seen in a Bear uniform. And what really drives me nuts is when I see um, our supposed future, um, Brisker, Kyler Gordon, continually out of position, continually um, overrunning a a receiver and missing a tackle, that's basic fundamentals. All this talk about what we're going to do with the draft picks is well and good. doesn't matter who picks whom in the draft if we can't develop them and get their – we've got all these great athletes who can't play football. They don't know the fundamentals of their position. We need someone to start kicking butt and holding these guys accountable. You know, you look at 55 as a defensive end. That guy couldn't score in a bordello with a roll of 50s. And that's coaching. These coaches need to be held accountable. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Joe. I think there's a lot of good points there. Yeah, I agree with you. This is one of the worst Bears defenses we've ever seen. And that's why I continue to point out that if Eberflus specializes as a defensive-minded coach, I'm a little surprised like Joe in Wicker Park that the defense didn't improve much at all. Uh, The Bears' defense this season gave up 463 points. 
There's only one defense in Bears history that gave up more points. It was a Mark Tressman team from 2013, Tressman's first year. They gave up 478 points. Now, I looked this up last week on the show. A lot of people say that this Bears team had no talent and they're so bad and all this stuff. Do you, do you realize there was some talent on that 2013 Tressman team defensively? Like, I looked it up last week on the show. Lance Briggs played nine games for the Bears. Uh, Tim Jennings played 16 games. He was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Julius Peppers played all 16 games that season for the Bears. Charles Tillman played eight. Corey Wooten played 15. Uh, there, was, there was some pretty decent players on that team. That team gave up the most points in Bears history, 478 points. This Bears defense with almost nobody recognizable. When we go back to this like years into the future, we're going we're gonna to look at the roster and be like, Jack Sanborn, are you serious? Who are these guys? Jim and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears. What's up, Jim? Hey, guys. So uh, I'm real good at spitballing, but not the X's and the O's. So um, my, my thing I have for, um, for a draft is I would use the number one pick on the kid from Ohio State. Now he's the receiver, and I believe he can come out. He's a junior. Now why can't Justin Fields get a hold of him and say, dude, you know, after talking with the brass, we're willing to take you number one, but you got to come out. Is that Wait, are you talking table? about Jackson Smith and Jigba? He is coming out. No, no, but Marvin Harrison. I think Marvin Harrison has to be in school for another he's a year. sophomore. Yeah. He's not eligible. He has- yeah, he has to be in school another yep. year. Yep. that that's my that's my. I question. mean, he, he like can that. choose to not play for Ohio State. He can do it like Mark Micah Parsons did and just sit out a year, uh, but he can't enter the NFL draft. He cannot enter the NFL no. draft. All right, there you go. Yep. All right, good call, Jim. All right, all right, no, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> hey, Jim said it. I didn't say it. Outstanding. I love it. Black and Abdallah, we're filling in for Greeny. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Abdal, we're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdal has the day off. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Ian Rappaport has uh, some news. It's not necessarily breaking news, but he says the Titans have put in a request to interview Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham for their GM vacancy. Now, I, I would like to keep the group that's here together to figure out and to fix the franchise, but it is good to know that other teams are looking to your team to kind of pick off and and to hire their next GM, their next coaches. And I think that's always the conversation. A lot of people are afraid of what will happen with Luke Getze in the future. Will Getze go and get a head coaching job uh, next season at some point? All right, if he does, that means that you are pretty successful here in Chicago. I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I think as long as you have your quarterback for the future, everything else is okay. You, you don't have to really concern yourself with that stuff. Reggie in South Holland, we're talking Bears. What's up, Reggie? Reggie. Reggie going once, 
going twice. There goes Reggie. James in New Lenox, you're on ESPN 1000 talking bears. What's up, James? Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? Hey, so it might be a little long-winded, but I'm not really picking one of your scenarios. I'd like to trade back twice if possible. Okay. So in my scenario, whatever you want to call it, you're trading back with Houston if they're obviously willing. Uh, so Houston can take uh, Young. That's going to net you the two and the 13, but okay. you're also going to have to give up your second-round pick, which is number 56. So then once you're at two, you trade back with Indianapolis. Um, so you're getting the four from them. You're getting the 36th pick in the second round, and you're getting the 80th pick in the third round, uh, and that's just for your two. So that's going to end up leaving you with the four, the 13, second round pick number 36, which basically gets you your Claypool pick back, plus the 80th pick in the third round. And what you ended up giving up was your 1-1 and your 256 that you got for Roquan. Now, in that scenario, Young goes one, uh, Stroud goes two to Indy then. Arizona either takes Anderson or Carter, and then you're left with either one of those guys at four. Now, if there's other guys you like, like let's say Miles Murphy, Tyree Wilson, uh, Brian Brees, uh, if you like any of them guys on the defensive side of the ball, you can even move back from four at that point. But I think in that scenario, especially given up what you gave for Claypool, if you're essentially getting that pick back, you're getting Carter or Anderson. And then depending on who you get at 13, which could be like a Skarnarski, um, Quinn Johnson, somebody like that, if they fall that far, plus you got an extra third, uh, I think that would be ideal. I don't know if it's realistic, but I was using the Jimmy Johnson chart when I came up with it, so I'll hang up and listen. Sure, James, and thanks for the phone call. I, I'd say, first of all, uh, you would have to convince Houston that it is viable that you are moving out of that spot with your number one to someone else, or you would take a quarterback. Because t- the Texans right now, sitting at 2 and 12, they have an opportunity right there to just select their quarterback and say, say they're not picky. Say they say, we're okay taking C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Well, then the Texans don't have to move. They could just wait. Even if someone jumps them, they could take the other guy, and they still have a second top 15 pick at number 12. I, I think that's going to be tricky unless the Texans are desperate because they, they believe that there's a possibility that you could be taking their quarterback. And when it comes to the defensive side of things, I, I think... When I've discussed the biggest needs for this Bears team, obviously they need help defensively, and they need help on the offensive line. I think the number one thing Justin Fields needs next season is a number one wide receiver. So if you can move back in the top 10 to then select the best available wide receiver, Quinton Johnson from uh, TCU, you'll see him tonight, or maybe it's a Jordan Addison from USC, Whoever that guy may be, that's going to be the number one thing to me as far as need goes for this team. I love Will Anderson. I love Jalen Carter. I feel as if when we look at the elite teams in the NFL, every single one of the elite teams, except for the Chiefs, have a number one wide receiver. Every single one, they have a number one wide receiver. Now, the Chiefs had one, Tyreek Hill, and they traded him away. Because their quarterback is that good that he can make up for it. The Chiefs' offense hasn't missed a beat this year. They continue rolling on. Every other team in the top of of the league 
has a number one wide receiver. And that really helps a young quarterback. I think that is more important than help on the offensive line. Jake in Kenosha, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. What's going on? Hey, so I was just thinking, and I, I really want the Bears to stay in the top five, so I just wanted your thoughts on, on these two options here um, about trading back with Houston and getting, like, a Brandon Cooks package or trading back with the Colts at four and getting, like, a Michael Pittman Jr. package. I know that's not answering everything at wide receiver, but it's definitely a good start, plus we get to stay in the top five. And then listening to a, a lot of the other callers, I wanted to know your thoughts on possibly the Bears joining Hard Knocks on HBO to almost get like a more in-depth look at our um, at our front office and kind of how Fields is commanding the team and, and things like that. So I'll hang up and listen, and thank you so much for taking my call. No problem, Jake. Uh, people love the Hard Knocks hype. There, there's always teams in the, in the summer where they're, on, they're featured on Hard Knocks, and then you hear every person say that, oh, that's going to be a surprise team because we saw them on Hard Knocks. And it's like, yeah, that's the only team you saw. You didn't see the other teams doing the same stuff. I don't know if they'll be on Hard Knocks. I, to be honest, it's not really something I think about. Uh, but as far as finding a wide receiver, yeah, maybe you could trade back and trade with someone who already has one. But I think primarily the best idea would be drafting a wide receiver in the top 10. Blocking and Abdal, we're in for Greeny. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Instagram at Adam Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Who's celebrating today? Heard Cap say earlier today, it's Victory Monday. Well, we're talking Bears football, that's for sure. I don't I don't know if I'm celebrating the fact that the Bears go 3-14 and 14 on the season and we have to hope and pray that Lovey Smith, knowing he's going to get fired, coaches up his team to win a meaningless game at the end of the season so the Bears get the number one pick. How about that? That's great. I love it. Lovey sticking it to the Texans on his way out. That's fantastic. The Bears get the number one pick, and we're talking about it here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny today, live and local in Chicago, taking your calls here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah has the day off. Lewis and Cicero, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lewis? Yo, what's up, man? So I just wanted to call in because, man, bro, I, I don't think I've ever been this happy after a horrible season like we just had. But, you know, we got we got QB1. Then we managed to somehow secure the number one pick with that Texans win. And then and then the icing on the cake, Aaron Rodgers is out of the freaking playoffs. I I don't understand how people could be upset about this season. I'm ecstatic right now, bro. Well, they they lost a lot of games. Yeah, 14, so, to be know, exact. Were, yeah, but they were so close to the good teams, you know? Like, we played the Eagles. We were in it. We, we played everybody. We were in it. So... As far as losing seasons go, this is one of the best I've ever witnessed. And honestly, I'm very happy. As long <laughs> one as, of the uh, best you've ever witnessed. Come yeah, on, Lewis. I've never, I've never been this happy to see my Bears lose, you know, 13, 14 games. I've never been that happy, man. I've, honestly, I'm, I'm really happy with this season. 
And as long as this draft goes, you know, somewhat our way, I, I think it was it was definitely worth it. it we showed that we, we're still in it against bigger teams with literally one weapon on offense, our QB. But we have our QB, and we have a number one pick. Like, what more do we want as Bears fans after – after all the atrocities we've witnessed over the few years and stuff, where it doesn't feel like next year is going to be the year for real, but this time it but feels you're happy. like next year. Yeah, yeah but oh, maybe happy, this time man. next year we'll be happier. Exactly, because yeah. as long as they don't completely botch it up this off season, uh-huh. um, I, I think I think we're going to be in talks to to be up there. And I know you uh, you guys were talking with Cap earlier about probably not even being in the top next year. Man, I think that we could even take the division next year, to be honest with you. We're going to take the division. We're going to take down the Vikings and the Lions. And never give it back. The Packers don't count anymore because Rodgers lost, and he's out of the freaking playoffs. Right, Lewis? Exactly, man. Exactly. Let him go be with his witch girlfriend or something. Just retire already. It's it's Bears' turn. You said witch. Yes. Thank you, Lewis. Thanks for the phone call. (laughs) Thank you, man. man. Well, you know what that is, guys? That's uh, That's an NBA call. And what I mean by that is you hear celebrations like that when a team gets the first pick in the lottery in the NBA and LeBron James is entering the league. That's what that co- that's Wimba Yamba enjoyment there. Because unfortunately, to, to Lewis's excitement, the NFL isn't quite like that. The one guy, the one number one pick doesn't completely change the franchise. Now, before people come back at me, it has happened in the NFL before. You're right. Andrew Luck to the Colts flipped it immediately. Uh, and even Peyton Manning to the Colts uh, flipped it immediately. But the NFL isn't usually get the number one pick and celebrations and watch parties to get this done. That's not really how the NFL works. That's an NBA call. Lewis suggesting that, that we need to celebrate. People are happy. Okay, here we go. Chase on the south side. We're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Chase. What up, what up, Black? Hello, Chase. Doing? What's going on? What, what's going on, Black? How, how you doing this morning? We're good. You celebrating? Um, I'm okay. Um, I'm not okay with... Um, hey, is there any way... Are you okay, Chase? That, what's going on there? No, no, what's no, happening? No, I'm just... I'm just getting a little bit annoyed with some of these people. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm looking. Here's name some name names. Callers. What do you, what do you got okay. there? Okay. Um, like Eddie. I, listen, I'm sure Eddie is a good guy and, you know, and everything. But I'm going to be honest with you. His comments about Fields, about these quarterbacks, is coming off a little offensive as an African-American. It just comes off very um, – and I, I'm not even going to go that route. Well, but yeah, I, I think – Chase, I think everyone hears it. When Eddie says that and he's just pointing out quarterbacks who are only white, there are plenty of very good quarterbacks who are not white in the NFL. And it's it, – I hear what you're hearing. Absolutely. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not going to go that route. All I'm saying is, is that I just don't like it because it's – like it's one thing to say, okay, he can't play and he's not any good. And, yes, we – I agree that Fields does need improvement, but – He's also made extravagant improvement. Yeah. And look who he's working with. Sure. And I know he always keep bringing up Joe Burrow and this and that. But first of all, if you put Joe Burrow on this team right now, he will be just as bad. I mean, seriously. Well, I disagree with that. Joe Burrow on this team, this team would be much better. I don't think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. But I don't think he would. No, I'm just saying, I don't think 
that he will be lighting up. Like I'm just saying, he will not be this great, awesome quarterback. I mean, he will be good, but he wouldn't be great. You understand what I'm saying? I don't mean like that. I'm not saying that Burrow. I mean that Fields is in the Burrow stage. I'm just saying that just look at. Okay, give you an example. If you put Fields on the Bengals, wouldn't you agree that Fields would be? He wouldn't be better than Burrow, but he would. He would be looking pretty good, right? Yeah, of course, but I think I Fields mean, you, is a good you, quarterback. I think if you put like, Justin if, Fields on a bunch of different teams, he would be better because of the talent around him. Exactly. So, but, but I'm saying, I'm hearing some of these guys, they make it seem like Fields is the worst quarterback. Like, I mean, Mitch will say that Justin is the worst quarterback in NFL history. I'm here like, are you kidding me? Talking about he's a, a practice squad player. Yeah, I mean, not. when you hear things like that, like when I hear stuff like that, that really – it just sends a fire inside my inside me to say, what, so what are you trying to say? Because he runs a lot and he runs for of yards and he can't throw. Like what? I don't know. I just don't really. I just find those comments offensive. But I would just say this. Yeah. What I would do, what I would do with the pick is I would trade back and just build around the quarterback. Like trade back and try to get as much as you can for what you got, and then you can use those picks and flip it to maybe in a year or two get a big-time playmaker. Right? Because you're not going to get no big receiver in the, in the free agency. Not, a lot of No, it's got to be, be Chase. It's got to be through the draft. I'm with you. Hey, thank you for calling and not bringing up Trubisky today. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, you didn't. I, I appreciate it. There you go. Chase on the south side. He always calls. He was tweeting Abdallah over the weekend about Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know why, but he usually does. Black and Abdallah, we're in for green. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. today a bears victory monday to celebrate the number one pick that's right that's what we're going with here it was a bad season like i there there were some good moments from justin fields but from from basically it, it was like the patriots game was the high watermark for the bears uh this season and and really everything else didn't really matter as uh, we will talk with carmen and yurko coming up in 10 minutes right here on espm 1000 thank you to charlie bevins and to eric ostrowski producing today's show and also jake Cantu. black and abdallah we're filling in for greeny taking your calls here on espm 1000 live and local here in chicago jake and lockport you're on espm 1000 yeah hi um first Hello. i just want to say anyone who thinks the bears are going to draft a quarterback with the number one overall pick is just absolutely crazy and it's not going to happen i just want your guys' opinion is it possible that uh with vegas most likely going into a rebuild and them potentially trading Derek carr in the offseason if vegas calls ryan poles and offers a trade up and includes a Devonte adams package but the bears have to take on that contract considering he just signed i think it was one of the biggest ones in um, NFL history, yeah. is that something the Bears should consider? Uh, you know, given their situation and given you know all the momentum and leverage that Poles has, considering you know the draft order and cap space and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's a fair point. I think that name will come up a bunch. Jake, appreciate the phone call. Uh, I would say don't do that. I get that Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in football, but for that price, I think it'd be more beneficial to draft a guy who becomes your number one wide receiver. I know that that leaves some ifs 
in the equation, but I would rather have that player grow with your quarterback and be on the same timeline instead of spending all that money on a wide receiver who you already have to give millions and millions of dollars to uh, with the cap and the dead cap space and all that stuff that you would have to take on from the Raiders. So I would prefer they go after the wide receiver position uh, not through a trade for Devontae Adams, but with uh, your first pick that hopefully you move back from number one. You collect some uh, more assets and you get that, that guy to pair with field. Steven Mokina, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Yeah, I just want to kind of address the call you had earlier. Not mm-hmm. Chase, but the guy before him. He was so happy with the Bears season this year. Yes, he, he was celebrating. Like, he said, what did he say? It's the greatest. Uh, he's, he's greatest losing season yeah. he's ever seen. <laughs> he's 15 years old. Come on, man. I'm telling you, until the Bears get serious about winning, they got a lot of issues. Now, I'm going to throw this caveat out there. I was never really a Justin Fields fan. I think he runs out of necessity most of the time. I wish he wouldn't. But he said something early in the year about how he works harder than anybody in the stands. Boom, he's gone. Then Matt Eberflus yesterday. Well, our goal going in this year was to build a foundation. If I'm the Bears running that team and I hear my manager say that, I say, wait a minute, your goal should have been to win the Super Bowl. Boom, you're gone. Now Ryan Poles, is, his neck is on the line. You better start making the right decisions, dude. You cleared out, fine. You got a lot of cap space. You got plenty of draft picks. This better be your year. Boom. That's it. That's all I got, man. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't celebrate it that way, and I, I think that you have to change the mentality, and you got to start winning at some point. Jim in Villa Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing, Chris? How you doing? Hello, Jim. What's up? Uh, the thing I, I, I talk about is today is I'm not a huge Bears fan, Browns fan. Jim, do you have me on speakerphone? What do you have me on there? There it sounds I, like I you're speakerphone. I'm in the car. I'm, is, it, is it bad? Yeah, you, it's it's echoey. It's not great. All right, let me let me fix it. All right, hold on. Oh, you you fix it. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, All right, Jim. All right, I'm good. All right, there, much good? better. See, there you go. Oh, much better. So what I think about is the for the Bears. Yes. The um. Uh, did Ryan Ryan Poles did not draft uh, our, our guy right now? But uh, are Fields. we looking at yeah Fields? So um, you know you 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 could reset the clock, so to speak, for the quarterback if you if you draft uh, Bryce Young. However, what I think is Bryce Young is very small. I don't know what your what your opinion is. Well, he's six foot, but you're right. He he does not seem to have a lot of uh, body mass when you right. look at uh, other quarterbacks. Uh, I see he's uh, one ninety four is his weight, six foot. Very small for NFL. True. So my thing is like I mean Ryan Poles obviously a lot smarter than me, but hey, you know he dropped to Patrick Mahomes, didn't he not? He did. He was a part of that franchise that selected Mahomes. You're right. So, uh, you know, heck, take 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 Bryce Young if if that you feel like most general managers want to like be connected to a quarterback. Uh, our former regime drafted Mitch Trubisky, crying out loud. But uh, you know, take who you want to take. Uh, you know, reset the clock. I guess. Is my big uh, okay? Thing. 
All right, we got you down. What to do with the Bears' number one pick? And uh, Jim in Ville Park says the Bears need to take a quarterback, reset the clock, give Ryan Poles his guy. Tom in Northwest Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, I think you guys got it all wrong. Everybody thinks uh, Lovey Smith stuck it to the Bears. Lovey Smith didn't stick it to the Bears. The Colts did. The Colts gave the Bears the number one pick. The Bears are going to give it back to them so they can get their quarterback. They think they need a team. All they need is a quarterback. And they're going to pull a Ricky Williams trade. Remember when Dick had traded a whole, a whole draft for, sure. uh, for, for uh, uh, one guy? Watch. The Bears are going to trade it to the Colts. The Colts are going to give them the rest of their draft. That's what, that's what wow. I think is going to happen. Okay. All right, Tom. You think, you, know? you think the Colts were scheming yesterday? Yeah, why not? Did, did you see those, some of those plays? <laughs> I did. At the end? It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I think so, you know. <laughs> I think you got to build through the draft. I, you know what? And football is nothing but line play. <laughs> I get some linemen, some defensive linemen, some offensive linemen. You don't need all these high high priced uh, uh, players. You, you know, Fields showed enough. I think you know uh, McMahon. I, I'm old enough to know that uh, Bill Wade won the won the championship, and he wasn't very good. So I think you need linemen. Linemen okay. make football. Linemen, uh, of course, they make football, especially on the defensive line. Like Yurko. And we'll talk to Yurko and Carmen next. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.